versus the world productions podcasts and blogs by geeks for geeks www.vtwproductions.com listen to casually hardcore sundays at 4 p.m eastern if it's geek it's fair game come and get your geek on www.vtwproductions.com welcome back to versus the world radio's coverage of phoenix comic-con 2012 this is Alpha Geek Interviews. Today we have with us the creators of Least I Could Do and Looking for Group Comic, Ryan Somer and Lar D'Souza. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. One of these people is more awake than the other. <laughs> I wonder which. It's so hard to tell. Couldn't say. <laughs> Thank you for taking time out of your day to be with us today. How did you guys come to uh, find each other in the land of uh, writing and drawing web comics? <laughs> I almost went a really gross route here. <laughs> what place did you go wine, to? Wine, music, moonlight, mm. internet. <laughs> it was magic. It, it may or may not have involved Craigslist. Bow chicka bow wow. <laughs> uh, no, we, uh, Lar and I have been working together for about 10 years now. Yeah. Um, geez, by the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, we found each other a little over 10 years ago, and I found them. Uh, I was looking for a character artist for a project I wanted to try, which failed miserably, but it did, however... Introduce us. Introduce us. Because I, among my other hats, I'm a caricaturist. So uh, Summer found my um, found my website, and we started an email dialogue, and he linked me to his writing archives. You were writing for um, uh, newspapers, newspapers at the time. At the time. Yeah, I was doing my column, and so I was able to read like you know months of his work and see archives and more, and realize okay, this isn't just somebody with a hey, I've got a great idea, and if you do a lot of work, we can get rich together from exposure kind of shit. It was actually somebody with like a sense of humor I could. Uh, connect with and a work ethic I could respect and we started from there that's kind of a recurring theme that I've run into in speaking to uh, comic artists is the work ethic being massively important and it's not all sunshine and kittens and drawing funny animals it is a job like any other it's a job you have to show up to work so do we and deadlines are what our work is based around whether at least as a freelance artist or any, any professional artist, you know, books got to get out on time, clients need their work by a certain um, point, you know, you're, you're always part of a production chain. As a reader, you know, I really love the fact that you guys deliver on a predictable schedule, and more often than not, when I come up sh- expecting my least I could do episode, it's there waiting for me. It's one, it, even though it's something I'm getting completely for free, I get bent out of shape, but oh, it's, there's not a new episode, but I want my fix. That's, I think that's, it's a big, a big part of you know, how you get started, right? Is you have to, whatever you promise your readers, if it's once a week, if it's whatever it is, you just got to keep your word. And I think over time that relationship develops and they depend on you and we depend on them. So it's a really, it's a mutual beneficial relationship. It's symbiotic. If you will, huh? Somebody's waking up. How's that for six o'clock in the morning? We're getting into four-syllable territory here. I may have to lie down. 
I may have just exhausted myself though. So. <laughs> and I'm spent. <laughs> so from the writing perspective, yes. Uh, for most people, just layperson coming across a webcomic, the the piece that probably does not jump out as as first would be, oh, what great writing, because just the the art is the most obvious aspect of a comic strip. Yes. What keeps us coming back, though, I think, is the writing. I think it's, you know, I, I think you could argue either way. I think it's, in the end, I believe that it's a combination of both elements that kind of work together. And that's what it is. As long as those two things work together to produce the final thing, I think that's what they see and that's what they come back. I'll argue opposite. I, I, I've always maintained writing has to be there. The art has to match it, mm-hmm. and good art helps, but uh, bad writing won't save good art. People yeah. will get bored of it. I've, as, as, a, as a reader, I've run into some you know, amateurly, or people who are really just getting started, but I've continued to read because the story was great. Yeah. And then been uh, there while their the, art improved. The story is, is, the, is the cake, and the art is the icing. Now, in your experience, how, how rare is this collaboration you have formed where you've found someone you really each can work with from the writing angle and I from the art? gaze lovingly into his <laughs> eyes for a bit now. It's, 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 the harps. it's ridiculously rare. It's, you know, what Laura and I have. I'll, I'll never recreate with anybody else, and I hope neither will he, because if he does, I'll kill him. <laughs> um, I'm feeling the love. Are you feeling the love? I'm feeling the love big no, time. But, but it's really, it's, it, was, it was such a fluke, and I, I think back to, you know, a decade ago, and so many things just had to fall in place, and for some reason they did. You know, I, th- I think it was uh, because we started off slow. It was like two times a week we were doing that other comic, or three. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was back and forth. We took time to get to know each other and how each other works mm-hmm. and how each other thinks. Uh, definitely was important that we both had that same sense of humor and comic timing. So that was an advantage right at the start. It was also that, you know, working with Lars was my first time working you know, in graphic storytelling. I'd never done any type of comic or comic book or comic strip or any of that. Um, so Lara was very patient with me at the beginning because I did not know how to properly describe things or, you know, make it didn't easier. Didn't know how to write for four panels. I do now. It's taken me 10 years, yeah. but I may have finally figured it out. There were, there were a couple times where he was trying to say, you know, I hadn't drawn something quite right. And it's like, well, just, just try again and I'll know it when I see it. And I'm like, I'm not wasting my time on that. <laughs> Mr. Writer Boy, use your words. If you can't explain it, I can't draw it. And he figured out how to explain it really well. Morning, Red Bull. Uh, good in, morning. In case you're wondering how autobiographical least I could do is, there's one piece of evidence. Uh, I was going to say Ryan, Rain, Ryan, Rain. But anyway. You figured it out. Oh, yes, the deep He's mystery. Cracked the code. You cracked the code. Oh, yes, it was so shrouded in <laughs> one half layer. <laughs> Actually, what's a question is, is, do you use the writing for something like the least I could do as, as a fun outlet for if there were no restrictions on of society I, upon I, you, would you be more like Rain? I use every strip for that. That's, uh, that's what it is. It is your outlet. It's my 100%. It's my, this is what I think, this is what I would love to do, but can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Rain is that guy that says and does everything we wish we could. Exactly. And gets away with it. Absolutely. Or at least doesn't. Only suffers comedic consequences. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, meet, meets lesbian coworker and says, "I shall call you Munchie," and does not get sued. To be fair, <laughs> that's Munchie is actually based on reality. I believe um, it. <laughs> we have a, a few, uh, maybe like eight uh, months ago, we hired uh, Ariadne, 
who was our communications director. Mm -hmm. And uh, once her and I got comfortable with each other, I started calling her Munchie. And, and thus, a new character was thus, born. And, uh, you know, so yeah, it's, some things are a lot more based on reality than you think, and some things a lot less. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> From the art standpoint, um, have you found your style changing or adapting to match the writing or uh, hopefully my style is continuing to improve I mean I've certainly that that's one thing with the collaborative there there have been times where I will definitely go more zany mm -hmm. than Somer likes and will ask me to pull it back Good a little bit exhibitors. Are we excited and for the last day? we can fix this this I'll cut out in post Make sure we are, in, it's like, are you five? Make sure we're in our designated area. Are you sitting comfortably? Yeah, yeah I was treated like tarts. <laughs> and how it goes. Um, All right, you were saying. Uh, I was saying, what was I saying? <laughs> Talk about uh, the art oh, yeah, de I, developing. I more zany. Zany. Pull me back a little bit uh, visually because that is part of the collaboration process. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, I think we, we, we just hit a comfort level where it's, it's not quite filling each other's sentences, but I'm filling in the visuals in his half of the brain. Mm -hmm. And he's filling in the words in my half of the brain. Me, me draw pictures, no talk good. We, we have one big brain between us. Yeah, that good, happens. Good analogy, I think. <laughs> I, uh, if anyone figures it out, let me know if that's yeah. a good analogy. It's, it's, I, I wouldn't say that, that I changed anything. Um, you know, he found my art and it appealed to him. So that's what he asked me to do. He didn't ask me to, all right, can you, can you start drawing like Rockwell or something like that? And can you? How, many, how much oil paint do you have? No, actually not. But at, at the same time, like we both get that parody, so there are times when it's, yes, I am duplicating a style because a particular gag calls for it because, you know, uh, he's hitting on Pocahontas in a bar. And, I, you know, I grew up on a steady diet of cartoons and whatnot, and... And I can I can mimic a lot of styles here and there, but overall it's just it's what I'm doing and what I'm playing and exploring myself creatively. Now you have exploring yourself <laughs> so creatively. creatively. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's just enjoy that for a moment. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Okay, I can't unsee that. When you're, I've seen it. <laughs> you really can't. For you listeners out there, I'm a big fat hairy old guy. Not unlike your host, the. Two uh, regular strips you do, Looking for Group and Least I Could Do. What about The Gutters? The Gutters. Now, The Gutters is a very interesting project. Describe how, what was the genesis of that and describe how you uh, have that produced with all your uh, guests. I've always, um, I was, I'm a huge uh, news junkie. I've always been into, you know, politics and all that bullshit that happens on, in our world today. Um, so thus, I, <coughs> excuse me. I've always liked um, editorial cartooning, not what it is now, because I find today it's a giant clusterfuck, but what it was about you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Actual biting social commentary. Exactly, when it actually had some kind of point and it wasn't just poorly laid out you know, gags. Um, and I have obviously a love of comic books, so my thought was, well, why don't we meld the two and do an editorial stipe, stipe, 
an editorial type um, comic strip about the comic book industry, the heroes, the creators, that and that. Originally, it was just going to be a one-panel thing, um, very much like any editorial cartoon. Um, so Lar said that, you know, I, I didn't know who I wanted to work with, I wasn't sure, so I'm like, why don't I write the first page, send it to Lar, and we'll develop it, and then we'll see who, you know, we want to work with on it. Um, the first thing is when Lar got the script, he's like, you can't do this one panel. It was, it was not a one panel comic. This, this is a comic book page, is what this comic is. Comic book page. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was really, it was like, holy shit, but I, you're a wordy little guy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> You've handed me a novella. <laughs> So Lars like, yeah, I'm not going to do this in one page. I'm like, no, I really want it in one panel. I really want it. He's like, let me just do it, and then we'll talk about it after. I'm like, fine. All, like, sulky. <laughs> and then Lars shows me. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. Now I get it. Yeah. Um, from there, Lars actually had this fantastic idea of doing a rotating um, schedule for artists. So every page would be done by a different artist. And I was like... Crap, that's never been done before. Ding! Well, it's just like the comic industry itself. Teams come and go on books. All the time. And bring their own things to it. And it's it's evolved into this terrific showcase of art. Mm-hmm. Now, I, definitely, I definitely show up to see who they got now and what are they going to bring to it. Is that, well, and that's, you know, in addition to what I hope is fun satire and parody, you never, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the gutters, you're never going to know what you're going to get. You know, you never know what kind of style or what kind of... So it's, to me, that's that's all part of the fun. So in addition to the parody, it's hopefully a really nice art showcase, which I think culminates in really beautiful looking books. Now, as in my comic book collecting era, I really enjoyed the exposure to some of the wild variations of what people call comic book art. Um, from the almost unrecognizable abstract stuff to traditional people in tights, 80s style superhero bulging muscles. Exactly. And there's, there's, there's so much out there and there's so many different styles. And I feel for a while, at the earliest part of, the, I say, this decade, we were all comics looked the exact same. I, th- I think we were really stuck in this. And it's only been, hello. Yeah, sorry. Right? That was hot. Shit. Oh! Not the Nork. Damn. Um, Sometimes the crow call works. Most times it does not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will sing you the song of my people. No. Oh, it's, uh, it's an exciting time for comics right yeah, now. Yeah, it really is. There is a, it's it's sh- easier than ever for individual creators to um, get their work, either show it at a comic con in an artist alley or something, or to put up a website or a blog or even a deviant art page. DeviantArt is, is an interesting mm. use of the internet. I've been, uh, I've found repeatedly some stunningly good artists there that I probably would never have been exposed to otherwise. DeviantArt, I have a, I have a bit of a love hate with DeviantArt. Yeah, I imagine I, we I might. I care for their interface. Um, no, I've been there. It's, it's very early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, it's a really shitty actually. But uh, you know, like it's, it's people have, have realized it, it's generally you get some kind of hosting with your with your home internet package. Uh, and there's, you know, WordPress and Tumblr and... All manner of fun things. So it can make it a little hard to find uh, new people buried amongst all the, the trash <laughs> or, you know, just the, the starting high schoolers who are still finding their feet and mm-hmm. haven't realized there's a world beyond manga. Um, and boobies. And, hey, hey, Whoa. hey. 
What? Whoa. If you're going to start talking shit, we're out. <laughs> Lar, flip the I didn't, table. I didn't say Rawr. I didn't like boobies. Okay. I'm just saying that they are prolific on There's sites nothing, like... Nothing wrong with boobies <laughs> nope. as long as they're done well. This is true. Right. Put your nipples to the that. wind. And then there was a kind of silence. <laughs> I told him, I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, pen. Ooh, <laughs> shiny thing. So when you're gear shifting between gutters, least I could do, and looking for group from the writing standpoint, is that some mental gymnastics you have to do, or do they cross-pollinate? Depends on the day. Sometimes I'll think of an idea for least I could do. Damn. Um, there she goes again. Yep. Sometimes I'll, I'll think of an idea for this type to do, and I'm thinking, ah, uh, that doesn't really fit. Maybe I'll apply it to LFG, or maybe it's, you know, a one-off guy I use uh, for gutters. Um, but I'm currently writing about, like, seven different projects. So there's a lot going on, but the, for me, the best thing is if I'm stuck on least I could do, I'll switch gears and start writing LFG. You know, I can always go back and forth, or I can, if I can't write either, then I'll start looking uh, for news to parody for gutters. So it's nice, right? I can always flip back and forth. So you've got the different compartments you can go into and exactly. freshen things up and then maybe come back to another one and say, yeah. oh, hey, my subconscious was chewing on this for a while. Yeah, sometimes you have to force it through. Like sometimes you just, if you have to, if you really have to write, it's like... Deadline. Yeah, if Laura is waiting for something, then I will just push through. But for the most part, I'll just go wherever, you know, the yeah. wind takes me. Huh? Yeah. The wind. Poetic. Right? Now, from the art standpoint, you began the Gutters Project, and now it has become the rotating team of external artists for least I could do and looking for group. Do you have to mentally gear shift between them, or do you just bring your game to both of them? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I do, I do find I, I sometimes need to pause between. But it's kind of like what Somer said. If I'm getting a little burnt on one, There's the other uh, one. I can switch gears. <laughs> and having, having more than one, because the styles are... I mean, well, fundamentally mine, I approach them differently. You know, LFG is a lot more detailed inking. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more, um, it's larger in scope in terms of backgrounds. And it, settings it feels, you know, painted to yeah. me. And then I've also got the Sunday Beginnings, mm -hmm. which... I love that style, by the way. Thank you. Like, it was a deliberate choice of ours. I like, help. If we're going to do Sunday... I helped. I helped. He wanted me to do Sunday for so long. It was like, I don't want to do Sunday. I need a day off. And it's like, but I have a great idea. It's like, I don't want to hear the idea because it's going to be great and I'm going to love it. It's like, <laughs> shit, it's a great idea. <laughs> we have to do this. We have to do this. Uh, I find but, it. To get Laura to go to seven days a week, it was a long, <laughs> long battle. But it was like, okay, I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, hearken back to, you know, Dennis the Menace and Peanuts and Calvin and Hobbes yep. with kind of a rougher line and a lighter hand on the color and try and go more for that watercolory it's, ink on paper. It has that perfect vibe for, like, he's remembering his childhood yeah. kind of a feel so, to it. Uh, yeah, sort of, and and have that kind of light fun with it. And I can be a little more zany there because it's a little kid zinging off the walls. Uh, you, you've used the word zany like three times throughout this interview. It's really Black. good coffee. Zany. I'm a zany guy. Yeah, zany. Um, that's a pretty name for a girl. I knocked off your train of thought. <laughs> Not so hard. Feeling the love. Yeah, but so beginnings is really, it, it, it's its almost like another, it's a mental palate cleanser to sort of switch gears and work on a different comic because I can bounce from LFG to beginnings to dailies, uh, at least I could do's. And having more than one to work on makes each of them 
that more more fun. Awesome. All right, because we're coming up against the opening of the doors and the onslaught of the seething mass of humanity, um, I will skip over the traditional uh, nerd questionnaire because that would take entirely too much time. I'll, I'll email it to you or something. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to be with us. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. And tell us the various places, shameless plug time, that people can find you on the Internet. Well, at least I can do is available at licd.com. Seven days a week. Uh, Looking for Group is available Mondays and Thursdays at lfgcomic.com. And The Gutters is available Monday, Wednesday, Friday with extra content throughout the week at the-gutters.com. That's the-gutters.com. Ryan has gotten his radio also, voice. please stop emailing us, emailing us quotes for eavesdrops. <laughs> That's crazy. We get that all the time. Like, hi, I want to put uh, gutters on my house. Oh, shit. Okay, give me your money. <laughs> we'll be there Tuesday. <laughs> That's a whole other line of conversation right. that we don't have time for. That the porn site went down, though? Ah, oh, super happy. I don't check about wow. There was the hyphen gutter.com was a porn web yeah. um, a portal. So one well, tiny little time. typo. It was like, don't forget the S. Now we can just, yeah. you're, you're safe. Do not forget that S. <laughs> you will not like what you see. It's like whitehouse.com. Yeah. Don't go there, kids. I don't want to be responsible for that. Thank you very much. And you have been listening to Alpha Geek Interviews versus the World Radio's coverage of Phoenix Comic Con 2012. And we are out of here. <laughs>